What is the most important skill every entrepreneur must have? I'm talking the most important skill. Is it creating a product? Uh, no. Is it uh, making offers? Mm, we're getting closer. Is it the ability to speak? Mm, yes and no. Let me just share it with you right now. The most important skill every entrepreneur must have is the skill of sales, the skill of selling. Now, a lot of people out there who run businesses don't actually believe this, but I want to tell you this because it is the truth. If you run a business, if you um, create products, whether they, they are digital products or physical products, the most important thing you've got to know how to do is to sell that thing. Because guess what? What good is it if you are creating um, stuff, but it isn't selling? And in this video, I want to break down the five most important things that you need when it comes to being able to sell with ease. I'm going to break down to you right now. Welcome back. I'm Pamela Bassa, the founder of The Lucrative Lady and The Lucrative Business Academy. Um, you can find me over on my website, thelucrativelady.com or pamobassa.com. So I want to talk about sales. My goodness, I, am, I geek over sales. Selling is my thing, but it never used to be. Like a lot of people, I used to be incredibly scared of selling because I was rubbish at selling. I had to get really good at selling once I reframed my mind to understanding that this is one of the most important skills that I ought to have. And by selling, I'm talking about selling on the phone, selling on a webinar, um, selling at an event, selling from the stage, wherever you are selling and whether it's an exchange of your service and cash or of your products and cash, you are doing what? You are selling. Now, a lot of people overcomplicate the sales process and what it means, what it requires, uh, you know, from the, the entrepreneur, the creator, the business person, what, what it requires for you to be able to make a sale. Now, I want to break down five key strategies that um, you must never forget. These are things that you've just got to remember and you've got to have them on your fingertips in order to be able to use them every single day. Now, the first thing is you've got to understand that um, your buyers, they want one thing, one thing only. They want to, they have a pain and they want to move away from that pain to their pleasure, right? They have a problem, they want to remove their problem and they want something that they desire. They want a desire. As long as you remember that, then the, the five things that I'm going to share with you, you are going to really get it and use it to its max. So specifically, when you are on a sales call with, with, with a prospect, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to talk less and make your prospect give them the center stage, right? So the first thing is talk less, give your prospect center stage. Now, I can't tell you when I teach sales how many people um, think that because they are the ones who are making the sales or they are the ones who have created the product or they are the ones, they're the, they're the coach, they're the consultant, they really believe that you know it is their position to tell you what their offer is about. So they wanna tell you, you know, we're gonna work together for eight weeks together. Um, you know. Uh, you know, I have an accountability group that I'm going to be walking you through a, a specific process. This is my ABC to get from here to there, etc. They want to do a lot of the talking. But one of the first rules that I had to learn in sales, which then started to bring me a lot of results, is when I learned to talk less and give my prospects center stage. 
And by center stage, I mean giving them the opportunity to talk. You've got to look at your sales course as the opportunity for your ideal clients to offload. Just imagine that they, are, they come to that call with a problem, massive problem. They're carrying a lot of weight on their shoulders. They need to be able to confide in you without even realizing that they're confiding in you. But this has got to be a safe space where they just let go of that burden and offload. And you have got to give them the space to do that. So number one was talk less and give your ideal clients your prospect center stage, which leads me to number two. And number two is ask lots of questions. Now, this is the trick. I want you to remember that this call isn't about you. So everything you're going to be doing is you are going to be asking lots of questions that lead to an answer. It's a leading question that lead to them divulging and telling you a lot more than they had planned to tell you in the first place. I mean, think about it this way. How many people get on a sales call and they get on it with the mindset that they're about to tell you their whole life story, you, a stranger who's about to sell something to them? Nobody does, right? People get on a call because they have a problem, they have their walls up, because number one, they're not trying to accept that they have a problem. And even if they have accepted that they have a problem, they're probably concerned. They have um, objections. Even before they've spoken to you, they already know that they have objections. They're already going to ask you questions about whatever it is you're going to share with them. People automatically have their barriers up and the only way to bring that down is to begin to ask them leading questions, open-ended questions that leads them to communicate more, to build that trust. So number three is show empathy, show empathy. Here is the thing, you've got to be very human on this call. And by human, I mean you've got to show a lot of empathy on these calls. You've got to really take off your sales hat, take off the hat that says, I need money because guess what? People will smell that from the other end of the call, right? You've got to take off the hat that says, oh, I need to book a client today. And you've got to put your empathy hat on. Now, what is empathy? Empathy is when you really show somebody that you understand when they have come from you know or where they're coming from or you understand what they've been through what they're going through right now empathy is where you show them that you have walked in their shoes or really that you just understand what shoes they are walking in and one of the main ways that I use empathy a lot in my course is stories I use storytelling a lot so you know I would share a piece of my my story when somebody shares something with me and I think oh my god this is a lot I instinctively begin to think, well, what stories do I match that, do I have that will match that? Because guess what? When somebody's sharing their story with you, what they're really sharing is their objection with you. This is the reason why they can't move forward. So you have got to come up with your own story to knock down that objection. And by knocking it down, all you're doing with your story is showing them, look, I've been where you've been, or I've worked with people who've been where you've been, and guess what? You can come away from that pain with my help. So really, really important, number three, show empathy, but specifically do it with storytelling. Number four, I really like this one, and I like all the points that I'm sharing with you today, but number four, I had to learn you know, the hard way, and I learned it from a really good friend of mine, and um, it's all about reflecting and mirroring what your ideal clients are saying. Now, this is one of the newer things that I've, I've learned, but since I started to implement this, I'm telling you, it has been, I mean, I, I have really good um, skills on the phone anyway with sales, but you always want to get better at your craft. So I'm always looking for ways, and this is one of the ways that I got incredibly better. So what is reflecting or mirroring your ideal clients? Here's the thing. 
when people come on the call and they come with that problem, right? They are going on and on and talking about their problem, really bearing, you know, bearing their soul and wearing their heart on their sleeves. But what they're forgetting to do is what they're really not doing is they're not really identifying or telling you what their problem is. They're talking about their problem, not talk, not really saying this is my problem. So they might share lots of stories about various areas of their lives that isn't working quite well. What you as the salesperson, as the closer needs to do is to start listening out and to start jotting down, make sure you're writing something now, start jotting down the problems you hear. Whilst they're focusing on the feelings and how whatever they're going through makes them feel, you're listening out for the exact problem because if your ideal clients, if they don't have the words to say, Pam, you know, I have a problem with being able to sell or I have a problem with, um, with, with, uh, with my messaging or I have a problem with, uh, with my implementation or anything like that. They might not have the language to say this is what my problem is. They would use stories and the way they feel and the impact or the lack of results they've had to explain their problem. Now, it is your job to reflect that to them. So what I would say is something like this. I would say... Hey, so what I'm hearing from you is that you are struggling in the area of, of closing on the phone. You are also struggling in the area of messaging because you've just shared with me that not many people are, you know, really engaging on your post or taking your calls to actions. That means that you, you pretty much have a problem with your messaging because it's what you put out there that determines what you bring in. And so by the time I've listed what their problems are and I've put my words, a language to it. You know, on the phone, uh, when I say phone, I use Zoom to make my calls so I can see them. You know, I can really see them going, yes, that's what it is because they didn't have language for it. But by reflecting it and mirroring it back to them, and by getting them to uh, almost agree with me, not almost, but they will agree with me because it, that is their problem, right? By getting them to agree with me, that is a micro commitment. Every time you get somebody to nod or to say yes, they are making a micro commitment and it is a step towards the yes, which you want them to say at the end. And finally, the last point I want to share with you, point five, probably the most important point is confidence. You need a lot of confidence in sales. And like I said, confidence begins with way before you get on that call. It's a mindset thing, right? If you want to, if you have the mindset that, you know, I need to enroll clients or I'm really broken, I really need to make rent, I really need to pay my mortgage, I need money for this. If you come from a scarcity mindset, guess what? I can almost guarantee you that you will not book that client. You will not enroll that client or make that sale. It won't happen. So your confidence begins way before. But I want to focus on confidence on the call. You've got to have confidence to diagnose somebody's problem. Let's think about a doctor, for example. Now, when you go to see a doctor, they're not trying to convince you to take some medication, right? They're not trying to convince you to accept the prescription. A doctor sits there, he asks you questions, right? Depending on your answers, 
He conducts several tests. He might put um, something in your ear to have a look or have a, you know, have a look or have a listen. He might put something on your chest to have a listen. He might press parts of your body to see your reaction. He's diagnosing the problem. When he's finished, he states the problem confidently and then begins to craft a solution, i.e. a prescription or a recommendation. I recommend you see this other doctor, this other department, etc. And the doctor does all of that with confidence. No shaking, no, there's nothing, there's not, you know, they just know you have a problem, I've diagnosed that problem, this is the best solution for you, you better take this now because you need to get rid of this problem. Well, as an entrepreneur or as a business person, you've got to have the same mentality. You've got to have balls of steel, right? Selling, especially when you're selling high ticket packages, high ticket, you know, packages that are 3K and above, there is no room to be shaking like a leaf. There is no room to be nervous. There's no room to do any of that. You've got to have the confidence to diagnose the problem and really go in with those questions to really nail it to the point that your ideal client is, is sitting there and waiting. They cannot wait for that prescription, that solution, that offer that you are going to give to them. And more times than not, they will say yes. And if they say no, they put their barriers up. Then you know that, okay, it's a matter of us working through the objections that will come up. Well, I hope that this was really, really helpful um, to you. I have an entire series on sales, so make sure you check that out. I've put some things on the screen above, so make sure you click, watch all the other videos in the series and more on my channel, and make sure you subscribe. I would really appreciate that very much. But if you really want to hang out with me even more, make sure you check me out on my website, pamobasa.com, and of course, follow us on the socials. Love you all, really appreciate it. Before you go, comment below and let me know which one of the tips that I have shared with you today, which one of them you know, was a bit of a surprise to you, or which one of them do you think um, you could really brush up on in that specific area when it comes to sales? Let me know in the comments um, so I can support you more. Thanks so much for joining me. Take care. Bye. Welcome back, I'm Pam Obasa, the founder of The Lucrative Lady and The Lucrative Lady.